it's been helpful. It's the why that I'm in service um, when it comes to the flip side to it, because I had a wonderful uncle who was always a part of my life and showed me love, compassion, kindness, and the example of living with his heart wide open. And it wasn't until his passing that I realized, oh my gosh, I've been doing this all wrong. And I've had this example right in front of my eyes. Hello, and welcome to the Intuitive Woman Podcast. My name is Tina Conroy. I am so grateful you are here. As a professional intuitive medium, Reiki master, and yoga teacher, my intention is to explore intuition so you can gain clarity, confidence, and trust in your inner wisdom. I honor your spiritual growth. Thank you for listening. Today on the podcast, I am so excited to share with you my conversation with psychic medium, Hope Taylor. I had the pleasure of meeting Hope in Lindsay Marino's Mediumship Mastery Circle. And I cannot tell you how inspired I am from Hope. Hope is a podcaster. She is a psychic medium. She is a teacher and mentor. And I want you to just go check out her podcast as well, which is Finding Hope, The Journey to Mediumship. She gets really vulnerable in our story today. And she told me offline that she talked about a few things that she has not spoken about. So she really was able to open up and we had some really deep conversation. I love this conversation with Hope. One of my favorite things that she shares is her connection with her uncle Charlie and how Uncle Charlie really helped her and now is her guide in spirit. She is so empowering and she continues to share so much of her light with so many through her readings, through her teachings and through her mentorship. I'm going to leave all her information below. Please check her out. Her website is below as well as her Instagram and Facebook and she has some upcoming trainings. I know you will enjoy as much as I enjoyed talking to Hope. Have a beautiful day. Hi, Hope. Welcome to the Intuitive Woman Podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. I am so excited to be here. I wouldn't even be a podcaster if it weren't for you, Miss Tina. So thank you for having me. And I've been looking forward to our interview today. I'm so excited. Well, thank you for that. I love podcasting and I've had a long journey with it and you are really just out there right now. And I love it. I love your podcast. I love all your ideas, your guests. I love, I love it all. I love you. There you go. I'm glad you're here. I'm so happy. Yes. We're going to have to have you on sometime too. So just keep put that in your pocket. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So I want to start as I introduce you to my community. I want to start sure. with going back a little bit to your childhood and whatever you'd like to share if you were brought up spiritual, religious, or both, and you know, wherever you want to kind of start from there. That's a big one. Um, there's a whole episode, <laughs> episode one, it takes a whole half hour. Um, but just a brief beginning. Um, both my parents, you know, they were separated on my third birthday. Um, that was my first cognitive memory as well as my first spiritual memory. Um, my mother, I went to Catholic school for three years when I lived with her, but she wasn't Catholic. So I don't even know how that happened. 
<laughs> we never went to church. Someone was just like, I'll pay for her to go to Catholic school. And I think that she said, okay. And that was that. So that was interesting. So I learned a little bit about that religion by being in Catholic school. And that was fun. Um, except for they should have told me not to drink the holy water. That was awkward. <laughs> All the kids in first grade are learning how to do first communion. And I'm like, what's this? Um, yeah, so that was fun. And then with my father, we were attending an actual non-denomination uh, Christian. It's, it was called um, Church, of, Church of Christ. That's what it was. So I feel like non-denomination Christian, I don't even know what that actually means at this point in my life, but it felt pretty like normal. It was like your regular Sunday crowd, um, you know, people doing good deeds to help each other in the community. And, you know, our church, our church really, I love the feeling of being in church when I was there. So I didn't identify with some of the teachings of it, but it just felt really good as someone who feels, I don't know if that makes sense to you because you feel it's like being in church. I was like, Oh, this is amazing. So that's how I was with that. But I moved to my father's when I was in third grade, my mom actually gave me up. I didn't have any contact with her after that. Um, and my dad was emotionally, physically, and sexually abusive. So we were only, um, in that situation, my sister and I, until I was 17. And then my dad went to prison, um, for a 20 year plea. So he was facing 97 years and took a 20 year plea. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you've told this story many times at this point as well as on the podcast, but I can imagine every time you say it and every time you tell it, there's still the healing that you've been through and the process and, and the empowerment. We spoke a little bit of empowerment offline. Yes. Yes. So like my heart right now is beating faster than it was just five seconds ago, just even getting to that point. Um, it's still, it's still a little raw, but I feel that it's all, um, it's been helpful. It's the why that I'm in service um, when it comes to the flip side to it, because I had a wonderful uncle who was always a part of my life and showed me love, compassion, kindness, and the example of living with his heart wide open. And it wasn't until his passing that I realized, oh my gosh, I've been doing this all wrong. And I've had this example right in front of my eyes. And I had the opportunity to FaceTime him while he was passing. I mean, what a thing, right? Um, his, his sister said, Oh, he's not going to lift his head up. He's, we're going to put the bed up. He's not going to really say much. He can't his it's, you know, he had a stroke and he's literally like passing away. And I said, Hey, and I told him, I I told him everything he ever did for me and how much I was just so grateful. And I promised him, I said, I'm going to do it like you did uncle Charlie. And then I asked him if he wanted me to come be with him and hold his hand as he passed. He lifted his head. He opened his eyes and he said, come three times to me. He closed his eyes and he had another stroke and he actually never opened his eyes or said another word to another person. It was like the craziest experience. Um, So I never made it there, but I did get to say that that last thing, you know, and be with him in that moment right before he let go. And he's just been on the other side, helping me with this mediumship journey ever since. Wow. So... You know, I know, what a story. I mean, 
I know there's so much that, and just so you know, um, can you share your podcast with the listeners so that they can actually, because I want to, they, I want them to hear the full origin and and there's so so many details, but I want to also bring them back to, yeah. So, so go ahead and just share your podcast name. And so my, the name of my podcast is called finding hope and the journey to mediumship. And the reason why it's called that is because my parents actually, (laughs) Donald and Patricia decided to name me after them. So when my father went to prison, um, it was a safety thing. I was advised um, by the state to change my name and my social. And I did, and it was very difficult, but I chose the name Hope. So Hope is not actually my my given name from my parents, but it very much is a given name from my great-grandmother in spirit. And it was a lot when I picked it. As you know, your daughter's name is Hope. Yes. When you assign such a big name, you know, at that point, I felt like I was rock bottom and starting from scratch. And I, you know, that's a big name to, to, to have to, I don't know, to figure it out at that point right. at 17 years old. Oh my gosh. You know, my whole world changed. And, um, it's just been, it's like, you know, my true North star to continue to remember you know, everything that I've gone through and why I do what I do and to continue to just work on my healing and, and empowering others and to to let them know that they're not alone and to live with my heart wide open, just like my uncle Charlie did with no expectations, just love people and meet them where they're at. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And then you're right. The name Hope, it takes on a whole different, you know, energy, energy. My daughter's name was hope, which, you know, and I had my son, um, very young. And then, um, I had three miscarriages and I never thought I would have another child again. And I was finally pregnant for the fifth time. And wow, she was going to be either hope or faith. And she ended up being hope. And I, I actually found out her, the sex, I wanted to know if I was having a girl or a boy. I knew I was having a girl intuitively, obviously, but you know, it's that validation. And I would just speak to her and I would talk to her. And, um, so she has the same middle name as me. I'm Tina Marie and she's Hope Marie. And I think in the beginning, well, I guess now she does like her name, but in the beginning yeah. she did not like her name because people would say same hope. Like they thought it was yeah. a part, they, she said something wrong. And so, um, and now I, I, I think she likes it. it in her twenties. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. You have to grow into it. I didn't like it at first. And that's actually in the podcast. <laughs> I didn't like it. And I, and I, and I have spent many, many years of my life kind of arguing with spirit in a way but I always listen to them. <laughs> I always, I always end up <laughs> listening to them anyway with the tough stuff, you know, when it's quit your job or move here or do this, like the stuff that they really know. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to listen yeah. to you. So yeah. it's, uh, it was interesting. And people call me Holly or Faith or anything they want to anyway. Faith, so I get a lot of people, they'll call her Faith. They're like, oh, Faith. And she's like, no, it's hope. So they, they know it's one or the other, but Faith is good too, but yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. On that note with listening, I want to go back a little bit to clearly your upbringing and your childhood and and there was some religious, but it may have been um, a way to, you know, not sure what to do with, you know, direction and belief system. Where was it along that path that you started to listen to the breadcrumb or listen 
where, where can you go back a little bit of a few little memories that kind of yeah. led you to that? Because listening, well, you keep using the word listen. So I feel like, and I know there's a lot of Claire's and as you teach it as well, but yes, that listening. Yep. So my biggest, um, I'm led through feeling. And if I'm not in alignment with what I'm getting in my body, I tend to make decisions um, to listen. So that feeling of not being in alignment, which for me, it could be a stomach ache. It could be a full-blown, like I'm sick, bent over. (laughs) They get me. (laughs) They get me right in the belly. Um, So it's not, it's, I hear, I feel, and I sometimes just know. Um, And I I do get a lot of visualizations, but I think I follow that feeling part more than anything um, in the nudges there. But so to answer your question, um, when I lived with my mom, his uh, first episode of the podcast, there is a story. My third birthday it was the first day that my entire family, everyone I ever loved and knew were all at the same place that I could remember. It would also be the last time that I ever saw that. And that evening, my parents got into a heated blowout and there was a physical altercation and I could, I could hear it. And I tiptoed my little self down to the very bottom step. And I listened to them. And then I heard somebody say, get upstairs, like get upstairs. And, um, I ran up the stairs, put myself back in bed. And my dad had gone right around the corner, stomped up the stairs, grabbed his stuff, packed a suitcase and left. And that was the last time that I saw him in that house. I don't even know if I saw him for a year after that. When I could no longer take the neglect of my mom, Again, she used to lock me in my room. Somehow I had taught my sister and I didn't even know how to do this. It's just crazy that I would even get the idea um, to go find a curtain rod, make it big, push it up, pull it over, get me out of my room. Uh, she And then I knew even to hide it. And this is like a four-year-old, a five-year-old, a six-year-old. Like I don't even know kids that would even get, you know, it's it's crazy. Um, and then when I couldn't take it anymore, I literally slid my butt to the door and I just kicked. And I think I kicked until I passed out, woke up, kicked until I passed out. And it was literally just like, you're done here. You're, you're like, it's time to go. And I knew she was going to send me to go live with my dad. Like I just knew it. And she did. She didn't tell me where I was going. She put me on a plane, gone. That was it. So like there was little tiny things as a kid that would happen where I knew how to get to the next step, whether it was, you know, to get out of my room or to get her to let me go live with my dad and, you know, who would choose to go to that over this. But, um, you know, I think, I think being with my mom was probably more difficult at that age because like not having food or not having attention, like all of that stuff, it, it was, there was a lot of fear, you know, there was a lot of fear. So, when I was with my dad, things that would happen along the way is my great grandmother would just show up right before any trauma. And, you know, being a medium and not understanding like why spirit shows up or where these nudges are coming from, that was, that was kind of scary. I was attaching like the spirit communication with the negative. So mm. I had to learn how that's not like they're there to save you and to help you and to like inspire you and to lead you to the next good thing. But unfortunately, at first, it was a lot of bad. Right. Which I think, and now that you mentor, and you probably get this question a lot, you know, a lot of people are scared. 
You know, they're yeah. scared if they develop their intuition or develop mediumship that bad things will happen to them or they'll have precog right. bad things. And right. it's understandable because I remember feeling that way too. My grandmother, I don't know if you might, my story, but my grandmother would have this, the dream. Yeah. It was called the dream. Yeah. And um, she would call everybody in the family and ask where they were or where they're going to be because she oh. had the dream. And yeah. I didn't know for years what this was, but in the dream, something bad would happen, but somebody would die, but you wouldn't know who would die. Right. And sure enough, my uncle, um, he was Richard, but he went by Uncle Dick. She had the dream and it was in eighth grade and we were going roller skating. That was the thing, roller skating. Yeah. And my mom went in to pick up the phone and she started screaming. Um, my uncle at 33 years old dropped dead from a heart attack. They didn't know, they didn't even know it was a heart attack. He was having wow. lunch and died. Young. Really young. Now, the interesting part is her dream, which I didn't find out for years later, she saw a black car, a black limousine with my mother and father in it. And that did come true because my father lived, uh, worked in Manhattan and we lived in the suburbs. He, he got told the story first that, that he had to tell his sister. So the car came out from Manhattan, picked up my mom. They got in a black stretch limo, drove to his sister's house and she opened the door and she said... I'm so glad you're here. You know, Dick's not home from work yet. And my father had to tell his sister that her husband had been, you know, died. And she had a three-year-old and a five-year-old. So my grandmother dreamt that whole thing. So when I learned this years later, yeah. of course I thought it was bad because you who would ever want to know that? So I right. attached that. Yeah. And it's and looking back now, I know that it's not all bad. And even though you can't always do something about it, mm -hmm. um, it's not bad. You know, it's not all bad. Yeah. Tina, do you think your grandmother was coming through to like, like getting some of this information? Your grandmother was alive, but she was getting some of this information because I feel like spirit is supportive and they want to give us information to help us and to support right. us around right. some of the difficult times. Does that make sense? Like, is that absolutely how we look now at it, it does. Now? Yeah, yeah, absolutely now. Absolutely now. Yeah. I think then it was just had the dream and this happened, you right. know, and it's like, you feel helpless, but yeah. no, absolutely not. I, I, I believe what you say and that's how yeah. I take it. It's, it's being supportive and, and understanding. Yeah. And I, um, yeah. I had to work on that for a long time to flip that script. I really had to work on that. Cause I, I mean, it was like, it, it was a godsend that I knew that she was always going to be there. But at the same time, it was like, oh gosh, here we go again. Something's about to happen, you know? Right. Right. Now, with this is your great grandmother, your it was is. It your father's mother's mother? It was my it was actually my mom's great gram and okay. um my mom's gram. So it was my mom's my mom's grandmother and my great grandmother. And um she was a saint. And I had the the awesome time with her. I was the first of her great grandchildren, and I had great time with her. She had an antique shop, and I got to just be with her and and take naps in her little army cot, and like you know, just all of that before she passed. Um, so I have a lot of a lot of memories of her from when I lived with my mom. Actually, it just you know she just yeah. kept hanging yeah. around. So. I'm so There's grateful. something about grandmas, right? There's something oh. that's special. And I talk to her all the time. Oh, She's man. one of my angels. So I talk to yeah. her all the time. So I have, I really connect with my, my grandmother, which is my father's mother in spirit okay. and my mother-in-law. So they're both working kind of together. They, and they were yeah. both very similar in their personalities and um, they, they knew each other. So I have a feeling they are probably hanging out probably 
My grandmother's probably playing cards. She was a big Atlantic City casino person. And my mother-in-law was very religious. She had a novena for every single person and every single prayer. So she was a very religious woman. I think she was going to probably be a nun and she ended up marrying my father-in-law, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, she carried that in that practice into, you know, and that practice, you know, I've learned through mediumship, no matter what you want to call quote unquote religion, it's still working with spirit energy and protection and, you know, the prayers that they, that they do. It's just, they're honored. And I love that. I love it. When did you start to get into this work and how did you, you know, some people's origin story after, you know, obviously the childhood and, and all this and listening to spirit. But right. you know, for me, it was yoga and then Reiki and reading. Yeah. How did it begin for you as a, as Medium. a Dharma, as a purpose? Yeah. Okay. As a purpose. Um, you know, I got a little sad for a while when I didn't start to, you know, my life started to get better, obviously after I was away from my parents, but I didn't really see my great grandmother as much. <laughs> and I got a little sad. I was like, oh, I guess that was just then. And, um, 2005, I actually miscarried, uh, a little boy before I had my daughter. And I thought that was strange that I had this whole relationship with someone I never met before. So that kind of like was in there and I was like, all right, so we're just gonna, so I have this great grandmother that I hadn't talked to in a while, this little boy that nobody knew about. It was just my own personal relationship. And in 2012, I get this reading and the medium tells me that I'm a medium you have your great grandmother here. She starts with a knee. He knows my whole life story and says, yeah. And the little boy you talked to in the shower, <laughs> I was like, no, <laughs> I didn't want anyone to know. I didn't want anyone to know. And I thought that it was weird that I could do it, but I really didn't want the guy that I paid for a reading who can do it to, to like, no, it's so weird that it, this is how it, it comes out. But I know this is, you know, it was just, perfect timing, right? 2012. And, and then I kept getting readings like once a year, you know, like 2013. I'm like, okay, tell me again. He's not going to remember me. It was a phone reading. Maybe I, I don't know. I always booked under the right name, but <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> I was a little more open to it and being honest about like really what was happening because I needed to know more. You know, now I absolutely know that this little boy is real. Now I really know that my great grandmother, like she is with me, but he can see her too. Like this is, you know, something interesting, but I never read a book. I never walked into a metaphysical shop and I was still pushing it down. Fast forward, Uncle Charlie, we just talked about that. He's passing. Well, when he passed and I went through this crazy life and he was my person, I got a little angry, Tina. Mm -hmm. And I said you know what? You're not leaving me. You're not leaving me. This used to happen to me randomly, but now I'm going to figure out how to do this. It took me three weeks to figure out how to read at will with no help from a mentor on my own. And I could see him all day. I could talk to him all day. He was at the gym dressed like Richard Simmons on the leg press the day after he died. Like he was just there. And I was like, you know what? You're funny, but I can't have this just happening willy nilly, just all over the place. Like I need like to know that you're here. Yeah. Like, but like, you know, so it was something. And then I bought a reading and I showed up to the reading in person. And I said, I don't need you to read for me. I read for you. (laughs) I I said, I just said, give me names of people alive and dead. 
And she said, okay. And so she did. And I started telling them all about like character, physical description, where they were located, how they met, like all this stuff. And she said, are you trained to do this? (laughs) Nope. I'm just trying to figure out how the hell I know this information. (laughs) Right. I don't know. So... So let me ask you a question because we have a lot of people that are probably listening that are developing their psychic abilities and mediumship. And so, which I always think is so interesting because I know for me, going along this path, it was like, I thought certain things and then no one really tells you. So let me just go back a little bit for the developing medium or developing psychic, really. Absolutely. Do you, when you talk about speaking to your great-grandmother or seeing them, speaking to them, knowing, however, and and the little boy in the shower. Yeah. Do you objectively see them like outside of your eyes or do no. you mentally see them in your mind? Mentally. I see them mentally, but I do see objective. Um, I actually don't like that. You've talked about this on other podcasts before, and I'm so glad that you do explain this to your listeners because there are people who can see, you know, throughout the corner of their eye or even in front of their faces. Um, children too, you know, they're telling their parents, oh my gosh. Um, so I don't actually like that. It sends me into the fight or flight mode. And I always just tell, I love that we can talk to spirit and tell them how we prefer it. Right. And so (laughs) what started to happen is it's always inside. It's always inside every once in a while, you know, it just, you know how it is. You, You can have boundaries all day with spirit, but sometimes you just catch that whatever outside it's okay. Or you hear something and you're like, okay, that's weird. Do it back. Do it inside again, guys. (laughs) <laughs> I don't want to hear it outside. No, it's just too much. Um, so that's that's absolutely where it is. But two, you know, Tina, I, you know, with an abusive father, I feel like I already knew, like the psychic stuff was always like, I'm talking about the mediumship and and the psychic stuff, you know, say the mediumship works how you work as a psychic. You just don't realize like, it's like a world on top of a world is how I, I don't know if that, if I'm explaining yeah. it correctly to how your audience would understand or how you teach. But I was so good at it because I was always checking in to see where my dad was or what type of mood he was in. Or, you know what I mean? Like my remote viewing would just floor him. Like, how did you know where I was? How did you know? You know what I mean? Like, cause I could always, I could always do it. And it was a survival thing. Sure. No. Yeah. So it it just, it just was something that I think I was trained as a kid even to just do. So then as an adult, it just became again, can I trust this person? Okay. You know, I was working three different jobs and, you know, I, I I was a bartender. (laughs) You're going to do it there. (laughs) You're reading people, but you don't mean to, you just kind of have to. (laughs) And I worked at a hotel in the, in the front desk. Um, Another, another place you're reading people. Yes. And I also worked in a locked Alzheimer's dementia unit. And I had a job that was um, a care assistant, which basically was to be their friend. And it was so cool because they would remember me, but they couldn't remember other people. And I knew it was because they were feeling me. And I always knew what they were talking about when they were like, you know, it's like 1979, we're in the parking lot, we're looking for our Nova. Like I just, (laughs) I was with them. I I was like, yeah, I see it. (laughs) You know, like it was crazy. So... I was always doing it, but I was doing it in my own way that wasn't definitive as a psychic. Right. Right. And I think that's, I think that's so great to talk about it and for us to be really open about it because for so long, even myself, I had this 
you know, for years, years ago, it was like, well, I thought that I was going to see people's dead people in front of me. And I remember specifically talking about, telling about making boundaries. So I was deathly afraid of the dark, still kind of am. So, but I remember going through really starting opening up my psychic abilities and doing a more like psychic work. And I was so scared. I couldn't even close my eyes to meditate because I was afraid if I opened my eyes, there was going to be something in front of me. I mean, it took me a while to really keep trusting. Right. And when I first started going through it and really developing and really like, cause I was seeing all these images and I put my hands on someone and I would see these images. I would hear things. I would see sto- whatever. I was like, okay, I need to get this a little bit more mainstream or develop because yeah. it's sort of all over the place. And I didn't want to just see it at certain places. And I made a deal. I remember this. It mm-hmm. was 2007 or eight. And I remember saying to spirit, I don't want to see you with my physical eyes sitting on the end of my bed or outside my vision. Yeah. And I remember I said to my teacher, I made the pact, we're good, right? And that was it. So here we are, fast forward all these years. Do, 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 do. And I'm like... I want to just see them. I want to see. Now and that so you're, now that one you of my teachers like, you just made the deal and now you want to backtrack on your contract. <laughs> like, exactly. But, and yeah, it's all it's, good. It's, I, I love that you, that like every time I hear you talk on your, cause I listen to your podcast often. Thank I don't know you. if I, Thank you. yeah, often I love your interviews and, and I, and I love that you guys talk about this and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to talk to her because this is like something that is a real thing for me. And I remember being afraid and I just want to tell, like, I just told them just, just inside. And this also happens with like my readings. So the first time I'm doing a group, this young man committed suicide and I saw it and here I am talking to his mom you know, and I can get evidence, but let's get evidence, like other evidence, or let's get different evidence, or how about I don't see that? So I said to spirit with that, never show me that again. So now I have people come to me that want, I'm stepping through. I could tell you the month it happened. I can tell you the whole layout of their house, who was there, just physical description, all the things about when the, the person themselves took their life. But I can't tell you what they did because spirit, even if I try my hardest will not show me because that is a real thing. I told them, and I mean, I really said never again, because I'm trying to hold space for this mother. And I know that all I need to do is give them enough evidence that they know that this is truly their son. And then how are they with them now in any loving messages? We don't have to walk through that ucky stuff, you know? Exactly. Um, And and yeah, they want to just know now sometimes it's not about exactly so like that sight thing is a real thing like as a medium we don't want to have ptsd from the stuff that we have to see like we really don't (laughs) no we just want to help and you know and it's some people have uh you know they can see that stuff there's paramedics out there that they have to show up for their job every single day and they see that stuff and that's fine me i you know i just get i get to choose i get to choose because spirit listens Hello, beautiful souls, just popping in for a quick moment to let you know about a few opportunities and events in January. First, a virtual Reiki One on January 26th and 27th, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. And on January 28th, an evening with spirit. This is an online Zoom event with psychic medium, Debbie Squizero. All the information will be below. Now back to the show. I love that we can just really kind of have this conversation because 
like I said, I, I think there's been so much of this secrecy or, you know, um, and where did, where's your take on this? I don't, I'm not sure. So I, for years, and you know, I think we all have gifts, right? Yes. Um, over the years, I've kind of changed saying that, you know, and especially that I teach, not only do I give Reiki treatments, but teach Reiki to so many people. And I always say to them that it's available to them. It's available to anyone. It's universal. And so it is not that you are special, although you are special and that it's a gift, it's an ability, and it's something that you can do, right? So, and I've changed because I used to think forever and ever, for the most part, that it was a gift that my grandmother had it. And, and it is, and I do believe it's a gift and I do believe there's some type of passed down, but I do believe it's also an ability because there are people that have a spiritual awakening in their thirties or forties or twenties, um, or they've been doing it all their life. So where are you on the gift or the ability of the mediumship world? What First and foremost, I love this. I love this because there are so many people that are afraid. I start um, tonight at 7 p.m. My uh, It's a beginner class. So it's eight weeks. And there is one girl in there who lost her three-year-old son. And she's like, I want to do this, but I don't want to suck at it. And I was like, there's no such thing as sucking at it. Right. You just keep showing up and, and you know, practicing. And right. the belief that you hold in yourself and your own ability to just allow and and be in that space of receiving through the practice of what I'm going to teach you. I have a hundred percent success rate with my students. No, everyone who has showed up, never gave a reading, can give a mediumship reading with structure and you will walk away from the experience with them knowing that the loved one was there. So my experience, I can have the belief that we all can do it because I very much do, but I've never had one student not be able to do it. So I, it's through experience right. Right. and my belief that it's absolutely, and you're right. Everybody's coming from a different place. And, and I have people who don't want to do this full time. I have a psychologist, uh, what, what was she? A psychiatrist. She wanted to actually just be able to sit and listen. She was like, Oh, they start talking about their dead dad and I want to just run out of the room. How do you make it stop? So I have people who come to me that are like, just teach me how to control it. Right, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I, that's where I stand with that. I don't know if yeah. you're similar and I, you know, I could be wrong. I mean, if, if I am, I'll come back on your podcast and I'll say I had, I had somebody show up <laughs> and I couldn't teach them how to do it. No, I completely agree with you because it's, I, I really, I really am under the same understanding that I, it is a development. And I think it's sort of like, I've heard this too, where I could pick up a, a basketball and Michael Jordan can pick up a basketball. So, you know, I can do it. So can Michael Jordan, but Michael Jordan might do it a little bit easier, a little bit now. Now, where does that, is that because he practiced more and he developed more and he was on the court more and I only practice once a week. So I'm always in development, you know, um, you and I met in, well, not a development, but we met in the membership and in, in Lindsay's master, uh, mastery mediumship mastery, which I love. It's a tongue just, twister. It's a tongue twister. <laughs> but just being in that and having like-minded people be able to throw yeah. ideas off of, but I'm always, I'm always. And I grow in there. I learn so much in there. Me I too. do. Me too. I've changed some of the things that I, you know, beliefs I once held just because of being in that group of how things work and just really paying attention and asking myself, okay, so where you're at now, does that still make sense for you? Hope, you know? 
Does that still make sense? And that is applicable to stuck spirits. I used to think that you could actually get stuck, but now I don't think you can get stuck. I don't think that. I've changed, you know, it's interesting you said that because I used to believe in, I used to think there was, you know, ghosts and, um, you know, scary boo in the night and right whatever. And, and it's so interesting. And I don't, I don't anymore. I believe it's the energy left and that nobody's trying to harm us. No one's trying to hurt us. Correct. What I get a lot to, which I, I've always believed for a long time, but in the very beginning, I probably in the very beginning of Reiki, now I've been doing Reiki for a long time. Some people would say there's an entity attached to me. And I'm like, is there? <sighs> No, there's no. And and it's kind of like the same thing. Like what you focus on, you're going to see. If you focus on that, there's like an attachment to you or an entity or something bad happening, you're going to, you're going to see that. So let's take our chance. Let's, let's look to the other side. And so, yes, I've changed too about the ghost thing, because I used to think of like the paranormal and the ghost and someone's trying to like harm you. And now I'm like, Oh my gosh, I don't believe that anymore. That I have broken right. down that belief. So I love that I'm always changing. And and again, like things can change and things can shift how I think of things. So yeah, yeah. Can I really quickly ask us to like ask you if we can go back to the Michael Jordan thing because I felt like there's so much more we can expand on that. And I love that you brought that idea up. Like yeah, I absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So you say yeah, I can pick up a basketball, but so can Michael Jordan. So you know when it comes to professional mediumship or like mediumship in general, you know, when you're comparing it to something like that. So there's so many aspects to basketball, right? So maybe, you know, you could just like kill the mind game, you know, with, the with, you know, see the plays and, you know, execute this and help Michael Jordan to be the best, you know, coach when it comes to that. But really, you know, he's, he can just freaking stand at the whatever in the center court and just, you know, throw the basketball in there with hundred percent accuracy all the time. That's great. When it comes to the the mediumship, there's like zero competition in my mind. We all do it, but guess what? We're all going to be awesome at different things. Okay. Very true. So spirit knows exactly what type of healing that you need. And they allow, if you are in like spirit led, they will bring you to the medium that can help you with that. And if I agree, it's, yep. if it's not hope today, but it, it was definitely hope last year, that's okay. Oh, I'm resonating with Tina. Tina must have something that I need. Because guess what? You and I both come from different backgrounds and we probably, even though I've never seen you read, I can't wait. I'm going to go to your group with Debbie. Just You don't oh, know this good. yet, but I, <laughs> I'm like, I'm so excited. And, you know, and, and, and whatever you can, whatever, you know, your strengths are there, you know, that is what, you know, that, what that person needs at that time. And I totally honor that. I don't just go to the same people all the time. I don't get readings every single day, but when I'm, when I do need a reading or a connection, I just feel who I'm drawn to. I don't typically just stay with the same person or go. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, just kind of like, that's just how it is. By the way, Debbie's... I'm going to blow that. you away. Yeah. Oh, I love her. We did, yeah. uh, uh, by the way, we're talking about Debbie Squizero, who yes. uh, I'll be doing. Yeah. Just in case where it's like, who's Debbie? All of a sudden we're like plugging other people. Now we're just like <laughs> chatting, way, like girlfriends. We're chatting. Yes. Um, and <laughs> Debbie's our girlfriend too. Uh, yes, so Debbie and I are doing a, um, a, zoo, a evening with spirit, January 28th. 
from 7.30 at 7.30 to 9 Eastern time. But Debbie and I, I don't know if you know this, Hope, so Debbie and I did a Facebook Live together. I don't know. And it was... No, well, I do. All, I Didn't I catch like oh, five yes, minutes? you did. You popped Shit. in. You popped in. Yes, she, I did. Debbie's a hoot. I mean, Debbie yes. is the singing and she gets the singing and she's so, you know, she's amazing. Oh she's great. Yeah. So we're, I'm so excited. Uh, yeah. We just put it up. She's, it was funny because yesterday she messaged me and she said, it's not even on my website and we sold two tickets. I don't even know who knew that. Like it was sort of on the website, but not really on the event page. And I'm like... Yeah. Oh my gosh. So yeah. yeah, we're excited. And and I'm glad you told me the date because I didn't know the date because she didn't tell me. She was keeping it a secret. She really was. <laughs> and I have put myself off that that time period because we're getting a puppy. So I didn't oh. want to work while our obviously, you know, when you bring a, ch- a child home or a puppy home, they cry yes. a lot. So yes. I was like, oh, I'm going to need an adjustment week. So yeah. good. Good, I'll good. Well, this is so funny because everything you start to say, I'm like, wait, I was just going there because <laughs> I needed to. I needed to go there. And now, of course, spirit has me open up because, and I know I'm taking a little bit of a turn here, but you brought up the okay. puppy, and I have a puppy who's 11 months. We got her during um, the, the lockdown or whatever. Oh. I love her to death. Yeah. You are connecting with spirit, with animals, mm-hmm. animal spirit communication. Mm-hmm. And I, that doesn't seem like, again, I can always learn, but it's not my thing. Although I've had a lot of horses come through. Interestingly enough, I have a connection to horses. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about that because I, I do get that a lot. Like I can sense a spirit, um, but I know you have communication and you, you yeah. really are. Yeah. Animal communication. So share with so me. I, I know there's some people out there that have, you know, this, they miss their Right. Do you, I know no one at home can see this, but this is a little Frenchy gift, a little Frenchy Buddha gift behind me. Oh, Cause oh, I, oh. I have somehow fallen into this like animal role. It's just, uh, I didn't see it coming when I started this. It was purely just like, Oh, let me connect to your loved one because that you can have great healing through connecting. And then I just started noticing that these animals were showing up. So it wasn't a deliberate thing, honestly. It wasn't. And then I was working in um, a group with a mentor, Anthony uh, Maraca, that you and I both have taken. And I said to the girl who was very connected to her cat, I said, can I just, because I don't want to charge for this or like bring it up in a reading if I don't know that I'm confidently doing it. So can I practice with your cat? And I never had a cat. Like I didn't, I mean, I, and I don't know, long story short, she says, yes. So I go through this whole cat's life and I am basically like, all right, so where are we going to go? I'm just going to let the cat talk. And then I was like, oh, wow, I just figured out how to structure it, right? So then I just dropped all the fear around like being wrong. And then when I saw how much, like I talked to this girl's grandmother, I can't tell you how many times, her friends, her grandmother, people in her family. But when I talked to her cat, I, I got to tell you, it was like a life-changing experience for her. And I thought to myself, I need to do this because they're so part of our experience and our family that they really can't, some of us are even closer to our animals because we trust them more than our actual fellow souls because of other experiences, you know, that you may have, may have had along the life. My mom, my bio mom, by the way, has a rescue. She had 11 animals in her house. She doesn't like her kids, but she surely does a lot for animals. So (laughs) that's like part of it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, Oh wow. You know, I could even help somebody like my mom because I could talk to her dogs. 
right? So once I practice and I just like drop the whole like being afraid and noticing. So if people are like really nervous, sometimes their little Yorkie will come first and I'll, and I'll honor it and I'll think, oh, this is great because how would I know that they had a Yorkie? And, you know, it lived for 18 years. Oh, and you saved its little cute, you know, just, just describe the color and, you know, whatever it was on the collar that was probably picked out with love, right? And saved. What are some of the things that you do to honor your little Yorkie that is not here? Okay. Ask them, bring it through. And then they're, they're totally cool. Now they can handle when you talk to dad because they were nervous as all can be. Oh my God, how is this going to go? I don't know if I'm going to trust her. I don't know how I feel about this. I've never talked to a medium before, but we just, we just crushed that with the Yorkie, right? I don't know. It just, I just honor how it happens. And sometimes it's a donkey named Jack. Sometimes it's a macaw. Sometimes, you know, there's, it's, it, sometimes it's, it's a chicken. I talked to a chicken once. It had a name. It was treated different than all the other chickens. It had its own breakfast, um, you know, different from the other ones. And my coworker was a distraught mess that day. And she said, look, Hope, I still don't know how you do what you do, but thank you. Because now I can get back to taking care of my three-year-old and my little farm and my work today. And I just love you forever. And it's just, why not? It's healing. It's so healing. Well, animals are just so unconditional love. Yeah. Yeah. And their vibe is so different than talking to another soul that has to give you evidence of like sometimes pain or sometimes mistakes and stuff like that. I'll pick that animal over I know. Anytime. I know. <laughs> Anytime. Yeah. I'm like, I know. It's so true. Get over here, you little furry cat. <laughs> it's so funny because my daughter and I were talking today. We were just in the car right before this interview. And uh, our Yorkie is Callie. Her name is Callie. I and didn't pick I, a Yorkie because I knew that. I just, no. I don't know. I saw it. <laughs> so she sits at the couch at the end of the night. She she goes, you know, Callie sees ghosts. And I go, and I, just, I call it ghosts, even though I, you know, I'm like, yeah, I go, I know she does. And she will literally sit and just look and look and look. Now we had another dog for 14 years, but she is definitely seeing stuff. I mean, to the point where I'm turning, I'm like, okay, hello, who's here? And I just start talking to people. I, I can't physically see with my eyes, but I'm like, okay, she's seen, she will sit up and just watch and just yep. look. Sometimes she barks and Hope and I, my daughter are convinced without a doubt. And I'm like, yep, it's good. She's just, she just keep, she's just checking in on the house. She's saying hi to grandma and grandpa and everyone else that's yeah. <laughs> visiting us, you know? So I love it. That's I awesome. love that too. And it's, it makes you feel safe sometimes, especially when we're not completely, I don't know how you do things, but I got to shut it down you know, shut yeah, it down. Yeah. We're not just walking around with an antenna on our heads. We want to live. Oh, in no, I'm like, my. Ha- I used to, I had a teacher years ago, which I love. And again, this is more psychic development, but I, I psychic and it all kind of merges together. Um, I would do, uh, I would, we would put a hat on her head an imaginary hat. Yeah. And then when we take the hat off, it's like a reader is in readers out. And so when I sit, I actually put the hat on, I kind of put it on and then I just take the hat off yeah. because I just, it, for me That's- too, I need to have the, the control of being me, you know, and being, right. not being in that, you know, and I'm yeah. never, I'm never the person to be like, oh, and by the way, blah, 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 blah. That is, you know, to me, that's buy unethical. The tomatoes in the grocery store. Yeah. Excuse <laughs> me. Um, by the way, do you know that that is just not no. my, not my vibe. So. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I love, I love that our animals can just say, Hey, family's here, you know, like, and I always, yeah. I say to my boyfriend, I'm like, yeah, someone's over there, but I'm not even like, I don't even know who, but Charlie knows. So, you know, yeah. 
My that's my dog's name. It's I know. His name yeah, name I is my I uncle. Know. I love yeah. it. Okay. I love it. <laughs> I'm like I want to um <laughs> No, I know. I know. Before we wrap up and you share all the wonderful things you're doing, I I always ask this question. I haven't asked in a while in an interview, but what is uh an intuitive moment? Uh, something recently or not, it doesn't have to be recent, an intuitive moment or intuitive hit or a vibe that um, that you listened to or you you acted upon that you want to share with the community? Oh boy. Um, I mean, you talked about a whole bunch of them be, anyway. I know. Yeah. So can I, so the, my biggest one, and I think the most difficult one was the one where I had to leave my dad's house and take my sister with me and uh, go to the authorities. And it was difficult. And um, it's so crazy because now I know how to ground and I know how to clear. And I actually skipped school for a whole week and went to the ocean and sat on the jetty. I mean, that's like in the ocean, like sat there for hours and just kept listening to my grandmother. And it was like, how, how to do this, how, you know, all of it. And then one day, um, after never speaking a word of what I went through for 17 years of my life, I never told anyone. Uh, I went to the family that I was babysitting cause I needed somebody to hear me, but I also needed somebody to take me and take my sister with me. Right. This wasn't just a one man show. This was like the whole reason why I had to, had to turn him in was because I couldn't leave her with him. And it was eating me up. It was just eating me up. I couldn't let her be unsafe. So I went to the right person, number one, which is I, I'm grateful for. She's my adopted mom now, legally on a birth certificate. And I call her mom. And I said, what was going on? And I said, can I please stay with you? It doesn't have to be forever. We'll figure it out. But I can't leave my sister. So it's a two package deal. Like it's me and her. And she said, yes. And I mean, and still didn't treat me like I was a victim. Didn't look at me like she felt sorry for me. She just helped me. It was the perfect person. It was the perfect angel, right? That my grandmother said, this is the one. And we did it. She got me help. She sat with me at the state police office. She even, when I couldn't go to school anymore, uh, enrolled me in night school and made sure I got my GED and sat in one of those desks to make sure that I graduated. And um, intuitively, I, I think that there was a lot of things that I, I leaned into, but that was the one that was the moment that changed everything. And the, and I'm still grateful. There's like, there's things, moments in relationships where there's tough times, right? But I feel like this is like my mom, my adopted mom, she just means everything to me. Like she saved me from one of the hardest things ever and the scariest moments ever. Right. Um, and my sister, you know, we didn't have to live that life anymore. So I'm just, I'm so grateful that I leaned into that and I let it happen and, um, I wasn't afraid. So I think, I don't know if that's too much of an answer, but no, it's a big one. A, no, that's, <laughs> that's, that's huge. And it changed the whole trajectory of your life. It did. It yeah, did. It really yeah. did. November 22nd, 1998. Can you believe I remember that? Yeah, I can. <laughs> wow. Amazing. I don't even. Whew. 
Okay. I know. Bring on the I tissues. Know. I know they can't see us, but they can hear. And I know it's, it's, I can feel. So, you know, my whole throat shocker as you're talking is like, uh, you know, the whole yeah. throat center, right? But I've always had to work on myself as well. So, um, Thank you but what's so interesting about you even saying that the reason why I had to go to the jetty and like make a decision is because my throat actually, um, my throat chakra closed. So I couldn't talk. I actually mm-hmm. stopped. I wouldn't, I would go to school and, and I would try to open my mouth and tears would just come down my face. And I went, what's happening. I started to have like a nervous breakdown. I was such a good compartmentalizer with the abuse that one day when I couldn't find the solution, things just started blending and that will happen. Your energetic body and your physical body are so connected that like literally my throat closed and I thought, oh my God, I I need to get back to Graham. I I couldn't figure out how to do it on my own until I was next to the water, right? And you know this now as a teacher, like this is so crazy how I did this in like a nervous breakdown. And then I sat with her literally until I got the courage and then executed it and it went perfect. Like, hello spirit, you are amazing. Like, of course the people had to be involved, but my God, did she know, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for asking. So powerful, so powerful. So share with the listeners um, all the wonderful things you have coming up. Awesome. Thank you for, for asking. So my um, my beginner class, I only offer it two times a year, but we're starting today. So can't sign up for that. Um, but that's eight weeks and I have a full class anyway. So I'm thank God and I'm grateful for that. And then I have in two weeks, January 18th, which I don't know when this will air. Will that? We're going to air pretty quickly. So we're going to okay. be airing. So they'll be listening to this Um on the 13th from, yeah. or mm-hmm. the 12th, somewhere around that. Cool. Yeah. There's, there'll be a week to sign up. So that's my intermediate to advanced class. And we're doing a lot in that class. I'm very When does excited. that start, Hope? Because this will air the 12th. So Okay. So January 18th. Perfect. And a lot of, yeah. And a lot of intermediate advanced stuff is like working on, you know, if you have multiple, uh, multiple people come in, you know, in spirit, how do you separate them? How do you work with them? So you know who you're truly with, you know, some of the things that probably still come up, it comes up for me anyway. Um, I'm like, whoa, hold on a second. Let's back this train up because we need to know who's speaking. Um, double linking with other mediums, which I don't know if that's how you and Deb are going to work, but yeah. I'm so excited yeah, to watch I love that. It. Um, you know, and just getting them ready for like, you know, platform etiquette, uh, you know, all of that, that kind of stuff, just basically turning a no into a yes. Cause you know, that sometimes people say no, but really they just need yes. a little extra help, <laughs> but sure. not losing your link or your power because when we're a medium and especially new and we hear a no, I don't know if this used to happen to you, but it was like, Ugh. What? Shut down. <laughs> <laughs> so that is, um, you know, some of the stuff that we work on in the intermediate advanced class uh, meets as a group. So that starts then for eight weeks. And then I have a, I was in business for 20 years and I was called to put something together called start or up level your spiritual business. And that starts March March 3rd. Amazing. 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 Well, I will link everything below in the show notes. So if you're listening, just go to the show notes. You can go to Hope's link the podcast. I'll also link her website and um, your Instagram. And um, I love it. Well, we could be talking forever. I know know. we'll do this again. And um, it's been such a pleasure. And thank you so much. Really just want to say thank you for doing what you're doing and taking your your story and empowering others is such a light in this world. So really beautiful, brightest and 
blessings. Oh, thank you. To you. I appreciate so. it. And you too. Thanks for sharing all your awesome inspiration because it's so nice to get that other perspective. Like, I don't know how everybody gets here. I need more people like you to share your story. So I know what is, you know, like what's out there and how this happens. Like I've just been cruising with my gram. <laughs> love it. I love it. I love it. So, well, yeah. thanks to spirit and thank you hope for such a beautiful, yeah. beautiful Absolutely. interview. So namaste. Thank you. Yes. Namaste. Namaste.